One. Not even recording yet. Two. Three. See? Four. Five. Six. I'm not, I don't know what it takes. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. We might be childhood friends and I might drive you around the bend But I'm sure these crazy kids will work it out in the end I might kiss you on the lips despite your nose But I guess that's how it goes Let's keep falling in love with our strange bedfellows I'm not daddy. <laughs> I'm not daddy. You can't this make is it. This is your big moment. I've you can't you, make me be daddy. Thrown you, thrown you into the water, and it sex lets bugs. You swim. Right, right before we got on, Jack decided that he's a cranky little toddler, <laughs> and that he can't be daddy of the show this week, and I have to be daddy. But I know I'm, I'm eternally a cranky toddler. That's my appeal. That's why people love me. What are we doing today, Daddy? I don't know. You tell me, Daddy. You, no, don't. That's not nice. <laughs> I didn't like calling you daddy in that context, especially on air. It seemed fine before we got on the mic. <laughs> but I don't want us both calling each other daddy. Uh, again. Here's the thing. I'm not even I'm not in a bad mood. I'm in a, no, good, mood, in a good mood. But you you're in a good mood. hoisting daddy dumb upon me just do it. Has Let's completely it. thrown me off my game. Let's see what happens. I don't want to be daddy. I want to be Frogger. What's that? The frog from Frogger. You just want to hop when yeah, you hop. Logs. <laughs> Eat flies. <laughs> okay. Is that okay? Yeah, man. That means you have to be daddy, though. No, I don't want to be daddy. Wow, Jack, we watched a film this week instead of yes. reading a book because you're lazy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, pretty untraditional romance movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had never seen it before. Had you? Uh, yeah, I think so. When I was a, a younger man, I never saw it. I finally saw it. It's um scary, so scary. Oh, it's scary. Yeah, and I thought I love John Goodman, but he in this role too scary. Okay, and now I'm w- slightly worried that we watched different films. What do you mean? Did you watch Ten Cloverfield Lane? Ah, I have seen that, so I can talk about it with you. Yeah. But that's not what I watched last night. Oh, shit. Okay. Were you watching it and trying to see I was like, Ooh, the extent this is to which it's get, a romance? This is going to get a little like spicy here soon. <laughs> I don't love it. It feels like she's being kind of compelled to be in this relationship with John yeah. Goodman. Mm-hmm. But maybe it like turns around and kind of gets cute, meet cute. It's not cute. No, 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 no. There's I aliens, think, and I think they melt somebody in acid. Yeah. So yeah, it's aliens. It's all aliens. There's no, yeah. um, there's no romance. There's the a lot of violence. There's a lot of 10 aliens. things I hate about aliens. No, it was called and, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, okay. 10, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Sorry. Yeah. And it's about- uh, You're thinking of a different movie. John Goodman and the aliens have invaded, and you think it's going to be the monster from Cloverfield, but I don't think it even is. It's No, just I think like, it's like little aliens. Yeah, they're tiny. I don't know why we let What's-His-Face get away with that. Yeah. Just pay, uh, what's his name? J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Just pay one thing off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm begging you. Of all yeah. the things, of happens. all the like trailheads you've started, Yeah. just pay, just pay one. one of them off. Be Even just be like, and the aliens won. 
And now it's <laughs> Alien World. And it and turns out the aliens in 10 Cloverfield Lane were the babies of Cloverfield Alien. Fine. Yeah. Good. Yeah, say Just that. say it, you know? Yeah. And they were you, all you in put too much work. You put too much of the, the onus on me. Don't put it on JJ. me. I'm not ready for that. You're the daddy. Do your JJ's the job. daddy. Now Do you know what job. it feels like. You're a storyteller. Yeah, tell you me tell a story. the story. You know what a story is, J.J. Abrams? It's a yeah. beginning, a middle, and an end. And there's an end is the part that you forgot. The end, J.J. Abrams. Yes. Um, we, anyway. So the context for this. Context for this is that I put a, a poll in our Facebook group, Baby Nation. Please join it. You can weigh in on Gee, stuff Machi. like this. <laughs> and I said, hey, you know what? Sometimes we're going to be doing movies now. For that. We're busy uh, and it's hard to Bring read a, a picture a, of your poll. Why, on are you, why are you still talking, I guess, is my question. Go ahead. Yeah. We're busy and we're sometimes ha- going to have to do movies because it takes a lot of time to read books every week. And there was a strong response and people added their own options. And we're going to definitely be going back to that poll to pick movies from when we do do movies instead of books. But weirdly, although all of the movies on the poll were romances, the number one voted film was 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, it's like a a pretty like scary horror film. (laughs) Uh, Thriller. Yeah, starring John Goodman. Sci-fi thriller starring but, John you know, Goodman. But you know, we do we do what we do what you Mary ask. Chapin yeah. Carpenter, I want to say. It's the, the Have you seen Let me ask you this. Have you seen the movie 10 Things I Hate About You cuz that's what I watched. Oh sure. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Okay. I watched that. I weirdly just watched that today. <laughs> okay. It was on HBO Max. I was yeah. searching for 10 Cloverfield Lane. You wanted some, a palate cleanser ten after 10 Things Cloverfield I Hate Lane. About You came yeah. up and I was like, yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, I remember that yeah. movie from when I was fifteen. I was in college, and so I missed it. You've never the, yes. Last night was genuinely the first time you you've seen the film. Last night with my wife was my the wife. first time um, I have ever seen Ten Things I Hate. It's about good. You. you didn't like it. No, I had a good time. I liked it. It was fun. It's fun. It's good. It's pretty yeah. good. It's good. I I saw it, I I saw it when I was younger and didn't think much of it. Not to say I didn't. Like, that I disliked it. I just didn't care. I was a 15-year-old boy. I was like, pfft, uh, But now that I'm a 37-year-old boy. You liked it. I, was, I just thought it was a good time. It, like, reminded me of my upbringing. There was a lot of, like, ska-inspired pop punk, you know? Yeah. Uh, modern retelling of Shakespeare? Yes, please. It's got... Um... Why don't we do more of that? We were so keen on that in the late 90s. There was Romeo plus Juliet. There was this. Yeah. That's it. But that's still a lot. I guess that was it. Yeah. Well, so I read um, this today because I watched the film last night. And normally I do it at the last moment. Yeah. I read the novelization. I reread the novelization of this one. By the novelization, do you mean William Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew? Well, let me ask you this, Tanner. Uh, hey, do you like do you like hip hop? Yes. You like uh, you like the sick rhymes. Of your favorite rap stars? Um, yes. Well, what if I told you that there was a rapper in the 17th century who had the best rhymes of them all and the greatest flow of them all? Would you Whoa. like that? Tell me more. And his name was Bill Shakespeare. Whoa! <laughs> what? And you do keep referring what to it I... as a novelization. It is a play. It's a playvilization. Playvilization, yeah. Yes, I read the pl- I reread the playvilization. So I'm yeah. going to be kind of trying to bring some of that to bear. Is it a short play? How'd you you got it all in today? You yummed it all down. I yummed it all down. 
plays are short. <laughs> Let's I mean, do some more the, plays. Not the long ones. It's not that I did, read it in like an hour and a half. Okay. And um, it's different. Is it different from the movie? Yeah. How, in what way? <laughs> Does Julia Stiles still do the poem at the end? <laughs> iconic, no, right? That's at, iconic. At the end of the play, Julia Stiles gives a pretty famous speech about how a wife's duty is to be extremely obedient to her husband. Oh, okay. And do everything that he says as fast as possible. Oh, okay. Doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> so it's I mean, speaking different. as a husband. Yeah. <laughs> From the movie. It's okay In to that me. regard. Yeah. <laughs> um well that sounds like it sucks. I really like I prefer the uh the sort of edgy The movieization. The the movieization of this. What was it, a play or a novel? It's a p- play. Uh, but, so I want to talk more about it. But let's say, um, should we say it, what it is about? What's it, what's it about? I don't, we, don't, we don't have to do it in a minute anymore. No, we do it on our own time. We do it on our own time. And I feel freed from the shackles of that. Yeah. Let's say what it's about. Um, I quite liked it. Um, it's, it's weird. It's not weird. It's a teen romance comedy. Yeah. Uh, romance comedy. I'm trying to figure out if there's a fun way to match those two words up. Uh, a mansity. Romedy. Oh, uh, uh, okay. what'd you say? Mansity. Mansity is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a mansity film. Go ahead, describe the plot of the book. Sure. Uh, the book or the play or the movie? The uh, re- uh the uh, video novel. The video novel. Um, okay, let's see if I can remember. And you say they they so they went off the script of the play for the movie. I don't know which order it is. I know okay. that they're based on each other. Okay. One came out... This, so the film, 10 Things I Hate About You, yeah. came out in 1999. Okay. Do you know when the play, 10 Things I Hate About You, came out? I can't remember the date. Uh, let me look. I've got it up. 19... 1590. 1590. So that's significantly before. Right. Except... Yeah. A lot of scholars think that time might, might be cyclical. Yes. So there's a chance that, like, we're going back through time already now. Well, and if you've read uh, your T.S. Eliot uh, literary criticism, yeah, you will know that modern works of art have an actual effect on the meaning of the canonical works oh, of sure. art. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I've played Assassin's based. Creed. Okay. <laughs> I know <laughs> what you're talking thing. about. Yeah. Okay, so that that's fine. So we'll, we'll kind of leave it up in the air what was based on what. But let me say this. Can I say something about uh, the play? And where does 10 Cloverfield Lane fit into the picture? Well, we'll weave that in. Well, that's not our job. That's, that's again, that's JJ's J.J. job. J.J. Abrams' job. J.J. J.J. Um, listen, uh, so, uh, let me say something about the play. Okay. Because I had forgotten this. I read it in college. I've never read it. I've read a lot of Shakespeare. I like Shakespeare a lot. D- d- See if you can guess from watching this movie that is apparently based on the play. See if you can guess how the play opens, what it starts with, what's its what's its lead off. What what do you how do you think it opens based on watching this movie? If you're you're trying to retcon, like trying to piece together what Bill Shakespeare, the greatest rapper of the 16th century, am I right? Wow. Um, how he would spit those rhymes okay. at yeah. the beginning of of the rap. Joseph Gordon-Levitt moves to Seattle and meets. A dork 
and falls in love with Dawn from the Babysitter's Club. Is it Dawn from the Babysitter's Club? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> no. I'll tell okay. you. These two uh, rich lords yes. are shooting the shit about a hunt. Okay. And who, like, what the, what's the best hunting dog type of combo? Yeah. And they stumble across a drunken beggar who is so drunk that he's passed out in the street. Cool. And one of the lords says to the other lords, hey, you know what would be fucking funny as fuck? Let's take this passed out guy and put him in a, like, palace in a bed and have, like, dress him up and, like, have, like, servants come in when he wakes okay. up and have, like, an actor play his doting wife and see if we can make him believe that he was always a lord who has been, like, in a madness for the last 15 years. And so they do that, and the the drunk wakes up, and the drunk is like, what the fuck? I guess, I man, I can't believe it. You're right. I've been mad for 15 years. And they're like, oh, well, we're so glad to have you back. Want to see a play? And he's like, okay. And then they do 10 things I hate about and you. And then they do him. 10 things I hate about you. Okay, so it turns out I think I have read this play. <laughs> and it's The Matrix. It's The Matrix. It's Well, yeah. it's Mario 3. <laughs> no, it's Mario 2. No, Mario 3 is the one where it's a stage play. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Yes, it's Mario 3. It's a stage play. Yeah, it's Mario 3. Good, we haven't really explained the plot, but that's an interesting frame that J.J. That J. Abrams, who directed this movie, oh, wow. just left just, out. Uh, <laughs> J.J. left it out. Tie yeah. up one of your loose ends. <laughs> one thing. Who are these okay. lords? Yeah. Who are these Who lords? Who are these noblemen? We are. That's what he's doing. We're the noblemen. Oh, yeah. We are We are. Yeah, but, and drunkards. we're watching it, and he just let us figure that out. Wow! Just like, uh, just like in Mario Three, you yeah. know, it took us decades to finally put the pieces together and figure out that it's all a stage play, yeah, and that we're just spectators, you know, yeah. Wow! And and Ebert said that video games can be art. Tell wow. that to William Shakespeare. Yeah, tell that to Bill Shakespeare. You know what? I can we talk about Bill Shakespeare for a second? Yeah, please. I I like it. Katarina in this movie, played by Julia Stiles. Her best friend is this, like, alt girl Mm -hmm. who's, like, way into Shakespeare, like, sexually into Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. She's got, like, she's got a weird role in this. Yeah. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his uh, best friend is this, like, dorky AV guy. Yeah. Who does, like, a, honestly, like, a 10-minute bike stunt at one point in the film. But he does ask Julia Stiles' friend out to prom... Yeah, and, and she buys so her like a like a 16th century dress, and signs the letter like, "Will you go to prom with me?" Love William Shakespeare. Okay, and then she goes to prom, and she's looking for William Shakespeare, and instead she finds him, the guy Mike, yeah, dressed as Austin Powers, <laughs> and like she smiles and like approaches him, and they dance, and it's like, well, what about what happened to Will Shakespeare? She's got a Shakespeare fetish. She's got a Shakespeare fetish, but apparently, like, she also has an Austin Powers fetish. Yeah, the Shakespeare of the 90s. <laughs> the Shakespeare of the 90s was <laughs> Shakespeare in Shakespeare in Love. Okay. Right? Not Shakespeare in Bill and Ted? No. It was, um, it was, uh, Shakespeare and Shakespeare. Socrates in Bill and Ted? That's so great. So great. Okay, so that's interesting. They do a thing in the movie. Here's the thing I didn't like about the movie. They, like, 
it's no Clueless as an adaptation. Can I say that? Okay. Because Clueless to me is like a true adaptation of Emma. Okay. It's a faithful modernization of Emma. In this, they discard a lot of stuff, which kind of makes sense because Taming of the Shrew is a, f- a pretty fucked up play. Yeah. I've, I've relearned. But like they put a lot of Shakespeare wang on it. Like they have this guy who oh yeah they dresses do. as Shakespeare and they call the main character like in in Taming the Shrew Heath Ledger is called Petruchio yeah and in this they call him like John Verona <laughs> and like okay. their high school is called Padua <laughs> yeah and every now and then they will just sort of say a line from the play occasionally they'll say a line from the play they'll like pass it off like they're doing a joke but like yeah. They're just yeah, I actually sort of doing like, I pulled a couple of those. There's a um, big pentameter. Lines pulled directly from the bard at the 10 minute and 16 second mark. They're talking about um how Bianca, the girl who's Dawn from the Babysitters Club is inaccessible and will never be able to be dated. Yeah. And this is a line from Shakespeare, he says. Put her in your spank bank. Move on. Right. Yes, that's I think from that's from Shakespeare. The Tempest. Yeah. And then at the 11 minute mark, the girl who is her sister, who's her older sister, who's the main Katerina. protagonist, Katerina, she's talking about the guy who we just talked about who played, who does like a bike stunt. She oh, like right. gets, Mike, gets in a near accident with him on his bicycle. And then she says, and this is from Shakespeare. Remove head from sphincter, then drive. That's right. like one of her sick burns. And okay. then he says, which is, this is from the movie um, that they added to it. Just a minor encounter with the shrew, the mewling, rampalian wretch herself. Yes, and that one, that's, that's from they, I mean, it's not all from Shakespeare. No, this is from the movie. Yeah. Oh, right. That is from the movie. Yeah. Okay. That didn't seem like, it didn't yeah. fit the other two you read, so I wasn't sure if, I got, I guess I got a little confused. But so let's say the plot. Jo- okay. Joseph, so they skipped the Matrix stuff. They skipped. Skip the Matrix they stuff. Skip they the skip stu- the Mario the drunken, 3 stuff. The drunken beggar stuff. Yeah. Where there's no framing. So I was like, well, we're just in <laughs> The it. Mario 3 entrance is is so succinct. Like, how come you yeah. couldn't do it? Like, yeah. Just fade have from curtains black, open. curtains open, red shell falls, bonks Mario on the head. Yeah. It's a stage. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> All the world's a stage. And that's, what, yeah. that's from Mario 3. Yeah. Though it does, it sets up some interesting stuff, right? Because there's a lot of deception in the movie and in the play where they're all like pretending to be something that they're not. And so having this framing that's like, we're deceiving you into think, forget it. It's not that interesting, but it could, would have been cool. It's also like they used to, back before movies existed, they used to just take projectors and like bring them to small towns in like Eastern Russia. Yeah. And like the little babushkas used to like, run out of the little tent theaters because they thought a train was about to hit them. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I need that, too. Like, I need I need, I need someone to tell me that there... I need some kind of framing device Yeah, to tell I me that this that. is a play or else, like... I'm just going to be right in it. You're yeah. going to think you're... I thought I was at Padua High School. It's in, like, there's cartoonish violence. Like, Don yeah. shoots a man in the ass at one point with a bow and arrow. Oh, yeah, that Sarah and I were like completely losing our shit about that. We were like completely <laughs> fucking losing our shit. Like, and it's just like a non event. So it's like, oh, okay, now there's. A, so here's what I've learned from that because this isn't yeah. a play. Yeah. This yeah, is real life. Okay I'm do. allowed to just go out and shoot people with bows and arrow. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks. Sarah, hey, thanks. Sarah was like. J.J. Abrams. 
Sarah's like, those are blunt-tipped arrows. So, like, imagine the amount of force <laughs> she would have had to shoot to, like, actually get that. That like, really got in there. Yeah. It's a, it's a very funny scene. Like, it, like Stuck in his bottom. She's like, somebody, I can't even remember what happens, but, like, someone says something surprising to her, and she just shoots her archery instructor with an arrow. And he's, like, just in the background while they're having this conversation. It's just like. On his like on the floor, just like writhing, writhing in, like, in pain, and she doesn't even like. She looks over. Agony. Yeah, she looks over. Yeah. She acknowledges that it's happened, but she doesn't go to help him. She makes her like best friend go like help him out. <laughs> it was a good movie. I enjoyed. It. All right, let's say it. Um, so the scene uh, opens. The play. Uh, the god damn it. What is it? A movie? Um, it's a, it's a, movietization of, of a play. A play. A play. Playization of, of a movie. Of a. J.J. Abrams Zization <laughs> Zization Yeah Of uh, I think a book Yeah which is based on the, Some of the sickest verses From the hottest rapper Of the 1590s Right And it's also Bill, it's, it's a little three. guy Called Bill Shakespeare Have you heard of him? <laughs> yeah I, I saw um, I saw uh, Bill and Ted Yes He was in Bill and um, Ted right? I think so. What? Let's. So, what happens? And um, every. Okay. So here's the deal. This is different from the the uh, the play as well. The daddy is. Um, he doesn't want the daughters to date because he is a gynecologist. Yes, he is a. Uh, he delivers babies. And he's like, I don't have my arms up to the elbows and placentas just so you guys can go around meeting men. Yeah, because no, I know I, what happens. I do that for my own enjoyment. <laughs> I don't do that for you guys. Kissing, huh? That's what you think happens? Got news for you. Kissing isn't what keeps me up to my elbows in placenta all day long. And so they can't date. Well, no, they won't. They won't date. Well, yes. So there's the older sister, yeah, Katarina, yeah, uh, who used to be popular and actually did sex with the guy. The That's a guy. reveal. That's a big reveal later. Yeah. Um, and he's got a well. We, I guess we could probably do it, right? What? Girth check. Okay, great. This is a segment in our show where we talk about how long that dong and its girth check. And so she, Katerina, uh, the, this is revealed later on. Why doesn't she want to date? It's revealed that she, in fact, did date in ninth grade, and she lost her virginity to the uh, meanest, jockiest yeah, guy pulling up his name. character. And he's not nice about it. And because she didn't feel comfortable going further, he, like, dumped her in an unpleasant way, and she has forsworn dating. Andrew Keegan. His name is Andrew Keegan. Oh, Joey. Joey Keegan. Joe, Joey is his character's name. Oh, okay. The man is called Andrew Keegan. He's called Joey. I know it's confusing. It's so confusing. You have to pull yourself, you have to remind yourself that it's a that work it's of a fiction every now no. and then. No. Yeah. I, and because they don't give us, J.J. Abrams doesn't give us any framing for that. No. It's so difficult. I mean, Shakespeare, who is, I, I think, the best of all of them. Better director than... Certainly the best rapper. Abrams. Yeah. He get, puts a frame in front of it where he's like, look, it's a play. Yeah. But anyway, she did sex with him. Yeah. Joey. But we know how long that dong, because she yes. says... Yeah, she says it's tiny. Yeah, she says it's minuscule. How is it possible that I did not know about this? I warned him that if he told anyone, the cheerleading squad would find out how tiny his dick is. Yeah. So, but then the situation arises whereby the daddy says, 
nobody can date my younger daughter until my older daughter is dating. Yes, and that's from the film. I'm it sorry, that's from, from the, the play. <laughs> it is from the play, but the play is like it's got a different vibe where it's like instead of being like I don't want my daughters to date, but like I'll allow them to date if Cat starts dating. He's yeah. like I need these girls to be married ASAP. Like right away, like uh, yesterday. I want okay. them both married. I don't care to whom and what about I these two don't noblemen? care how. These but hunters. Here's the situation. My they're outside of the play. It's in a parallel it's an outside universe. Okay. Looking God. in. Okay. Yeah. But here's the situation. My older daughter is like extremely unpleasant. Yeah. She's she's pretty unpleasant in the film too. They got but that. They nailed that. She is fun. She's like fun. She's like she's she she's like cool. gives as good as she gets. Yeah. And he's like because of that, I think it's going to be difficult for her to get married, and so I'm going to like keep this second daughter who has like a milder temperament, but it's also beautiful. No one's allowed to marry my second daughter until somebody marries my first daughter. But right. I do want them both to get super married. It's like he's asking for all the, the local bachelors to set up some kind of teen romance uh, farce. It does seem that way. Well, and then this dude Petruchio rolls in, and he said, I, have, I got the line. I pulled the line. It's funny. He shows up and they're like, they're like, hey, so here's the situation. Like, Katarina doesn't want to get married, but like, we can't, nobody He's, can marry uh, Bianca. His name in the film is Patrick. Oh, okay. That works. But so, like, ca- hey, can you do it, Petruchio? You're like, you're fucking crazy, man. You're like, you've got like a twisted mind. Yeah. Is he <laughs> will from you Australia marry? in the play? No. Okay. They're like, will you try to marry Kat? And he says, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And they're like, well, she's like, really mean and he's like he's here's what he says i come to wife it wealthily in padua if wealthily then happily in padua so he doesn't give a shit as long as she's rich right right okay and that so that mirrors the film then because patrick verona yeah. yeah is an australian bad boy played by heath ledger the joker himself the joker why so serious why don't yeah. i got these scars yeah and he is accepting money from Tiny Penis Joey. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not putting I'm not and before you complain to me, I'm not putting a value judgment on the size of his penis. No, I don't care. I'm do a here. butcher. Yeah, I'm a beepus butcher. Yeah. We're beepus butchers. I'm just helping the the episode has gotten so confused between what's a play, what's Mario yeah. 3, what's JJ Abrams, what's this rapper from like 1590. <laughs> So I'm just I'm I'm contextualizing each of these characters. Tiny Penis Joey. And again, not a value judgment. It's fine, but he's not nice. No. But he's, he's bad. like he's like somebody's got to date cat. Someone's got to date a cat. Jesus, the play is so different from the movies. <laughs> no, in this one. Oh, right. Okay. There's a famous line in the play where he says, "Kiss me, cat." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. So he's I, like I think I'm following. Joey, whoa. Is that right? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, I got yeah. it wrong. Yeah, I did it way too low. Whoa. Whoa. Joey is like, I really want to date Bianca. Is she yes. called Bianca in this movie? Yes. But I can't until somebody dates a cat. Right. And he's like, you know who might do it is this fucking crazy Australian joker who's like, why so serious? Yes. Does Joseph Jordan Gordon's 
character exist in the play? Yes. Okay, and what's his name in the play? Uh, I think his name is Lucentio. Okay, it's not Cameron? No. Cameron James? Okay. So, yes, Cameron James, Joseph Gordon-Gordon, Jordan, yeah. Gordon-Levison. Um, yeah. He wants to date Bianca. He can't because someone needs to date Kat. He and uh, But he's Mike, also a nerd. He's, like, outside of her social class. Michael Ekman, played by David Krumholtz, they scheme to pay off well they don't they they scheme to get joey the little penis joey involved right so that he will because he's got the money he's got the money so they're they're telling him to go after the joker yes heath ledger patrick verona yes and pay him off to date cat so that joey tiny penis joey can date bianca but in fact they're actually gonna they're gonna snake him and Right. Jordan Jordan Gordon Levitt's gonna date Bianca instead, yes. and Bianca's dong. Commissioner Gordon? No, isn't he Commissioner from Gordon? Too? He was in Jordan Batman. Gordon Levitt from Batman too, right? Yeah, he fought Joker. <laughs> I think, and she's dong Bianca. Yes. Wow, what a ride! Let's try to let's try to explain it from the beginning for folks. I think. yeah, I think it'd probably be for because I think this might be confusing because what we're trying to do is try to explain this play, and it's a movie that's a based on a play. It's a play. It's a movie that's based on a play. So okay, all the world's a stage. We're all in the fucking Matrix, right? Yes. Yeah, we're all Mario. Yes, we're getting bonked. We're all in the Matrix head. or Mario. We're all. It's what's reality? What is it? Right. Except somebody's putting on a fucking show for us, and we're watching it. Right. And what's in the show? Well, we've got the Joker. Yep. We've got Commissioner Gordon. Jordan Gordon Gordon Levitt. Levitt. And the Joker. Right? Yeah, you said the Joker twice, and there are a bunch of characters you're forgetting. And a cat. And a cat cat. that everyone wants to date. Dong. And Dong from the Babysitter's Club. Jordan Gordon-Levitt. Well, you forgot John Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman. <laughs> and there's aliens. Jordan Gordon-Levitt wants to date Bianca, but he can't until the Joker dates the cat because the dad has made a rule. Yes. And so he gets little dick Joey, who also wants to date Bianca, to pay the Joker to try to date the cat so everybody can date Bianca. Yes? Why so serious? Why so serious? Let's take a quick break, and we'll... uh, I think we've described this fairly accurately, but we can talk about some other stuff in the movie. Okay. It's been... Oh, yeah, it's been... That's how I wanted to start One week since we went on break. You know what? Now we're back in... You know what? We're talking about beefsteak, Jake. I (laughs) I looked up the soundtrack to this. Good, good soundtrack. Because I, I wanted to talk about Comes it with in you. Hot out of the gates. A film uh, credits fade from black. Credits roll. B roll of beautiful Seattle playing over it. Yeah, the soothing sounds of BNL baby, <laughs> Canada's finest. Sarah and I had like a, a, a heated discussion about this. So it starts with BNL. Right, yep, and it's like yep. it's showing scenes of Seattle and scenes of Padua High School, and it's playing one week. Yeah, it's been. Sarah's like, is this supposed to like establish that it's cool? Hip, cool, yeah. 
We're talking 1999's hippest bands: Bare Naked Lady, <laughs> Save Ferris, Letters from Cleo, Letters to Cleo, Letters, Letters to Cleo. Hopefully, Cleo wrote back. But then it fades into I think a Letters to Cleo song, and it's it shows Cat. Um, yeah, and she's doing a she's being cool. And then we were like Sarah and I were like, oh maybe that's supposed to be a contrast. Oh, uh, they're saying like, like it's the fuddy duddy cool. like. Yeah. Top 40 bullshit. But I don't know. But it's also One Week Is Not. I looked up the soundtrack and One Week's Not on it. <laughs> maybe it's some other one that they just lost rights to and they just like put in One Week. Um, Like maybe it originally didn't start with that. Yeah. Maybe it started with like Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. People have to look it up. But let's talk about choice. the soundtrack a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about a soundtrack, Jack. I have a segment. Okay. Perfect. It's called Letters to Cleo Facts with Little Bambino Jack. <laughs> okay. And Jack, my question for you is, what's the band playing at Club Skunk? And what do you know about them? It's Letters to Cleo. What do we know about Letters to Cleo? They a real band? What? Are they a real band? Is that a joke? I Nothing, Jack? Yes. I am rudderless right now you've never been joking i'm in the wind i have no idea what's real what's not real what's fiction what's reality (laughs) have you played mario 3 many times (laughs) yeah many many times okay and save ferris is in mario 3 i don't know letters no letters to cleo they kind of they had a revival on parks and rec what do you mean I just like I don't know how much you're joking and how much you're like leading me on. <laughs> Does this look like my joking face? I have... all your faces look like you're joking. Here's what I'll tell you. Uh, here's here's let's let's pull back the curtain. I'm the I'm the the great wizard of Oz right now. Okay, right? and that's pertinent, right? Just a man. Yeah. Now, okay? okay, just a man talking to another man. <laughs> don't know who Letters to Cleo are. Don't know if they're a real band. Uh. Full stop. Okay. And that's why that's why I did the segment, Jack. That's why the segment is called Letters to Cleo Facts with Tiny Bambino Jack. Here's a Letters to Cleo fact for you. You want one? I've got yeah. one off the top of my head. Since you asked, I've got a Letters to Cleo fact off the top of my head. Yes. One of the members of Letters to Cleo left the band to form Veruca Salt. Okay. And how is Save Ferris attached to all of this? They're also on the soundtrack to this movie. And they're in the movie. And it le- here's my Save Ferris fact with uh, Brave... Porous Jack. Porous Jack. <laughs> is um, They're named after Ferris Bueller. That's not much of a fact. <laughs> well, it's a thing I know about that band, which is more than I can say for you. Letters to Cleo... I know a lot about that band. Here's what I know about that band. They uh, recorded a lot with Real Big Fish, okay. which 1999 Tanner was listening to an awful lot of. They also had a their first breakthrough as a band with a cover of Come On Eileen. Sure. Which Everyone is very that. on the nose. Like, Real Big Fish, Sugar Ray, Goldfinger were getting radio hits, and Save Ferris was like, hey, we're just going to go ahead and do Come oh, On Eileen. Don't be and so like, high and mighty. Real Big fucking... Fish's like, only hit was a <laughs> cover of Take On Me. We're talking about Letters to Cleo. We've got we to talk about Letters to Cleo. Yes, please. Um, they're the band in this. 
And they're one it, of the bands in this. Save Ferris is in it too. I know, but they're the main band. They they like at the end of the movie, the, which is fucking rules. They, like it turns out they all went to Hogwarts. There's this diegetic, I assume diegetic scene. Yeah. <laughs> where Letters to Cleo are playing without any audience. It must have cost millions of dollars. It must have cost like the whole budget of the movie. I kept thinking about like so it like it zooms out and it's like holy shit, these people went to Hogwarts. <laughs> Like yeah, it's, it's a beautiful like campus. It's this huge, but they're like huge towers, and like uh, there's like obviously like a helicopter flying with the camera, and <laughs> Letters to Cleo is playing on the roof of the building. Yeah, it's very Beatles. They're playing their big hit. I think they're playing "I Want You to Want Me." Is that yes? Yeah, yes. yes. Um, and is it a real band? Fuck you, and. I like I couldn't help but think that that was probably like a thousand takes. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Like they had to play that fucking song so many times and they were all scared and they were on the top of the roof Cold. and it was like the insurance was a nightmare to figure out and the helicopters like, kept crashing. <laughs> it was like windy and yeah. Um but <laughs> an utterly baffling thing that the Joker says about letters to Cleo in this film. He's like He's decided he's going to fake woo Cat, played by famous movie actor. Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Like, just, just to collect the paycheck on it. And um, he's like, well, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to have to pretend to be into, like, the stupid, like, riot girl shit that she's into. Right. And so he goes to... Club Skunk. Club Skunk. And Letters to Cleo is playing. No. Yeah. Some other band is playing. They're not called Letters to Cleo in the film. Okay, sure, but it's Letters to Cleo. If if I swear to God, Jack, yeah. if they included Letters to Cleo in this film and it's just our real world Letters of Cleo, yeah. then I'm going to have to assume that our big joke about whether or not this is a play or reality was actually extremely calculated. Yeah. And they meant to, they're like, oh, what do you mean? It's not a play. It's real life. Here's in This fact, is Letters here's, to Cleo. Here's popular like pop punk band letters to Cleo. No, exactly. But and and think about this. Shakespeare's in this movie. Is he? I mean they rap like the the teacher. Uh, he has this they have this the, cool teacher who likes to do rapping when he does Shakespeare. The teacher does a rap where he raps sonnet 141. Let's open up our books to page 73, sonnet 141 and listen up. And faith, I do not love thee with mine eyes, for they and thee a thousand errors know. But tis my heart that loves what they despise, who in despite of you is pleased to dope. Now, I know Shakespeare's a dead white guy, but he knows his shit. Yeah. So it's like the movie's based on Shakespeare, but Shakespeare's in the movie? What is reality? It's a movie about what reality is. It is the Matrix. It is Mario 3. It's the Matrix. It's Mario 3. But anyway, Letters to Cleo is playing. I'm pretty sure it's Letters to, to Cleo. It is. And, it is. Okay. And I looked it up. The 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 yeah. band with the blonde lead singer is Letters to Cleo, and the band with the dark-haired lead singer is to Save Ferris, and they're both in the film. And here's what the Joker says to Cat. And so is Chamber from the X-Men. We'll get to that. He's like trying to like – this is him like trying to woo her. And he says – these guys are no bikini kill or the raincoats, but they're not bad. You know, these guys are no bikini kill or the raincoats. They're not bad. 
uh, Jack, I have a question. Yes. It's actually a segment. Okay. It's called Bikini Kill or the Raincoats Facts <laughs> with Man I've Known to Be on a Boat. Okay. Jack. <laughs> yeah. Because I've, I've known you. You've ridden on a boat before. Yeah. With our friend Mark. Yeah. And you want me to tell you? And what are the, yeah, what do you know about Bikini Kill and the Raincoats? Because okay. she, she sort of like, she reacts to the raincoats in a pretty big way. She's like, yeah. you know the raincoats? Okay. Well, but okay. I want to just try to unpack so this really quickly. Heat on them. And not yeah. to define either of these important bands by a man that was in their life, but <laughs> yeah. Kurt Cobain famously, Smells Like Teen Spirit, was inspired by something that Kathleen Hanna from Bikini Kill wrote on his wall. Okay. On his Facebook wall? No, on this actual wall. This before Facebook walls. Okay. She wrote, Kurt smells like teen spirit, which is a deodorant. Okay. And Kurt Cobain also, this is where they're connected through Kurt, but I, again, they're extremely important bands in their own right, and I do not want to define them by Kurt, but this is kind of how I am tying them together. He wrote the liner notes for uh, Raincoat's album, and he was like, this is like one of the best, like listening to this is like one of the best, coolest fucking things, experiences I've ever had in my life. Okay. And so they're like extremely cool, like Riot Girl punk underground acts. Right. Just like um, Save Ferris and. Uh, but and, this uh, is my point. No, Ferris this is exactly my point. This is exactly my point. And We're so talking it's... about all the classics of 90s underground punk. Yeah. Bikini Kill, <laughs> The Raincoats. Yeah. Save Ferris, Letters to Cleo. But this is my point. It's Good super Charlotte. weird. To say, some forty-one as a pickup line, this like fun '90s alt rock band <laughs> is no Bikini Kill. Right. That makes no like that. It's like going to a Bruce Springsteen concert with a metal head and being like, "This is no Metallica or Megadeth, but like it's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I agree." Bruce and you would be like, uh, "You'd be like." <laughs> I'd be like, like I it's agree. okay to like all of those things, but like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why is this what you're saying? Okay, yeah. Are you? Do you feel like you got it out of your system? Do you feel like I made music, my point? Music crit. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to give you some space to sort of spread your wings and fly. <laughs> Thank do you, you. want to get back to? Do you want to cir- circle back to chamber? Chamber, the X Men. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cat is chamber from the X Men. <laughs> okay, what is Chambers want Chambers got a partner, right? Um No, not really. Okay. Um but I can tell you about Chamber. Yeah, please. He's one of my favorite X-Men. He's he's oft overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. He was in Generation X. Okay. In the 90s. Um yeah. his name is Jonathan Starsmore. He's from London, like you. London. Yeah, just like me. Um, I'm from Brighton. And he has a furnace of psionic energy in his chest. Okay. Uh, that explodes out of his uh, mouth and throat. Relatable. It's he's like Cyclops. If Cyclops' uh, fire beams came out of his mouth and throat instead of his eyes. Okay. And Julia Stiles is him in this movie. Okay. Because of something she says at the uh, one hour and sixteen minute mark. Mm-hmm. She says that she avoids. She's trying to explain like her mystique. Yeah. That's also from the X. She says she's she avoids doing uh, what everyone expects her to do, and she avoids going to like the places that everyone goes to, like parties. Yeah, with the exception of Bogey's party and my stunning digestive pyrotechnics. 
After that, I swore I would never do anything just because everyone else was doing it. And I haven't since. With the exception of Bogey's party and my stunning digestive pyrotechnics. Ah, and that's what Chamber does. And that's what Chamber does. And I think it's a pretty, it's a, it's yeah. a buried clue that she might be Chamber from the X-Men. Yes. I had thought that it was because she gets super drunk at that party and kind of lets loose and then vomits, projectile vomits. Yeah, but vomits that's not pyrotechnics. On a swing. It's like no, you're vomit, right. Vomit technics. She vomits on a swing. Yeah, no, you're right. Pyrotechnics has the word. The word has meaning. Yeah, words yeah. mean things, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if you know Greek. Yes, but pyro is f- it's fire, and technics is from techne, which means skill and or ability. It's what technology comes from. Like a mutant, like a mutant ability. My fire skill, my f- yeah. fire ability. Yeah, no, you're right. You're not wrong. So that's interesting, and that's an interesting thing for for, and this is this is what happens with J.J. Abrams. Unfortunately, is like you think you got it right. It's like a he's just getting his little hooks into another media property. He's like ah, like he just gobbles him up. He's like Star Trek, <laughs> I'll do that. Like Ten Cloverfield Lane, I'll do that. Now I'm gonna do X Men. Yeah, this is a really, really J.J. I yeah. love you. I love your trailheads. Yeah, Too obviously. Much. This is a pretty Just a, soft it's one. A cash this grab. one is soft. Yeah. yeah. No one's I, I don't even think that many people are familiar with Chamber. Yeah. No one's gonna get this. Can I talk about the movie that they never made? <sighs> Who's if I have several questions. Who's they? Yeah. JJ. What movie? This one. Okay. Yeah, There's a movie within a movie here that like never happened, and I was so interested in it. It's midway through. It's at the party at which the the um, digestive bogies party pyrotechnics happen, and the party begins where it's like a bunch of like nerd bombers. No, they're not the nerd boys. They're the, like the they're like the NBA crowd. So they do this thing at the beginning of the film where Michael yeah. shows Jordan Gordon Levitt around the school. Yeah. He's like, here are all the clicks. He's like, here are the Cowboys. Here are the White Rastas. And here are like the NBA kids, yeah, who are these like s- like sweater vests? They're going to like, war, yeah, like biz bros, yeah. And the biz bros are sitting around, and the and main biz bro is called Bogey. Bogey, okay. And so they're sitting around like having what seems to be like the nicest time, and they're yeah, just they're like, like chilling, just enjoying each other's company. And the bell rings, and Bogey is like, oh. Must be Nigel with the brie. <laughs> <laughs> and he opens the door, and then like a party breaks out because everyone's like, "Let's have a party at Bogey's house without wow. asking him." And so I just is, like, uh... I was like, "What? What would be the world in which we watched a movie where the that par- the party that never happened?" Bogey's happened. boys. Bogey's boys, and it is Nigel. Imagine the alternate universe where it's like it is Nigel with the brie. <laughs> right. God, that would be so good, except like <laughs> it's the wrong kind of brie, right? Oh fuck yeah. It's a Pont Levec, which is out of season in the summer. Oh so it's gonna <laughs> taste stale. I mean it's a rindy cheese, but it's, it's Yeah, I mean no it's been in yeah. the cheese cellar. It's not yeah. like it's bad. Like Yeah. This is camembert. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you know so much about cheese? You're a, a lifelong vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a lifelong vegan. I am a, a man who loved cheese with all of his heart until about 15 years ago and think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, so, you just named some good ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that part too. I think yeah. um, I would have really loved to. I liked Bogey. For a little while there, I was like, oh man, I could have played that fucking part. But no, absolutely yeah. not. Bogey's got... <laughs> 
uh, Bogey's got like a presence. He's got a real presence on screen. And that's the line of the movie. At one point, I think that same gym teacher who gets shot in the butt with a blunt arrow. (laughs) I think at one point, Bogey also whales him with a like a golf drive. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's often just like hitting golf balls into the stadiums, into crowds. Um, the Joker does a big sing song, doesn't he? He does a big. Um... He does. And Sarah and I were wondering about this because he, when we watched the film, because he did a, does a big sing song to her, and she likes it. He gets in on the like she's doing her soccer practice, and he sings some song to her. Yeah. And I and love you, baby. This is, yeah, that's it. He gets the school band to play along, and then the cops chase him. It's pretty romantic. But yeah, then he cute. like he fucks up, and she realizes that he was just like dating her for money. Yeah, for tiny tiny penis Joey says at pr- like confronts them at prom. Yeah, because Bianca has decided to be with Jordan Gordon Levitt instead. And Sarah was like, I think very reasonably, she was like, he already did public singing. Like, yeah, what? he sort of did his big move, right? Yeah, and so there's like no room to grow. And instead, she just, I guess, just forgives him, which is unlike in the play, for what it's worth. Well, she doesn't, she does forgive him, but first she, she gets a shot off on him, too. Yeah. With her, her poem. Her poem, yes. Because they're assigned, in English class, they're assigned by the cool, but the poem's like, hip-hop teacher. The poem's like kind of a reconciliation, a little bit, because she does a a mean poem. A little bit, it's called 10 Things I Hate About You. (laughs) So that seems pretty mean to me. But there's it's lo- there's love in it, isn't there? I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. I guess so. Yeah. If I were to write a poem about you in this same vein. Yeah. Is that something you would want to hear? And would you sort of take it as a grand Well, I guess let's see. Yeah. So may I reveal something to you? Okay. I wrote a poem for you. Good. Perfect. Called 10 Things I Hate About Jack. Great. And I guess I'll read it, and you can sort of tell me whether or not it's a grand romantic gesture. Yeah. And a, and a gesture of reconciliation. Yeah. What did I do? Or if it's a poem about how much I hate you. Okay. Well, what did I do? Well, you're about to f- you're about to learn 10 things that you did. Okay. Oh, I'm about to find out from the poem. Okay. And can I – I'll make a complaint about her poem now. That yeah, I hope you'll take into account as you're reading your poem. Um, uh, not reading. It's in response. You mean generating? Yeah, it, generating. It's in response to an assignment, which is like write a sonnet like Shakespeare. Right. And it's not a fucking sonnet. And it's not no. in iambic. Pan- it's not no. iambic. And she even and asks. Not she even pentamic. clarifies. She said, 
She's like, does it have to be iambic pentameter? And he's like, yes. And then it's neither iambic nor pentameter. Right. <laughs> Which I found obnoxious and annoying. And I just needed to get that off my chest. Okay. So let anyway. me know how this hits you. Okay. 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 I hope it's a grand romantic gesture. That's what I was going it's for. It's 10 things. 10 things I hate about you. And I didn't yes. count them. Okay. I'm, I'll count. Okay. And I'm going to count the feet as well. Okay. I hate the way you're always late mm-hmm. and the way you never care. Mm-hmm. I hate the way you moved away. I hate the heat out there. I hate your ratty sauconies and the jorts length you've defined. I hate staying up recording late. I hate writing this rhyme. I hate the way you're pedantic. I hate your fear of eyes. I hate it when you make them laugh, the sex bugs, the bed pots, those guys. I hate the way you edit sound. I hate your precious cats. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Except when you're really late, I do hate that. Wow. That that felt like mostly a, a retaliation. <laughs> <laughs> it felt it felt <laughs> mostly well, are we a, even? An, an airing of grievances. Yeah. Even even this evening you were you said I was uh, nine minutes late. Seven thirty work for you, and I was like, yeah. "Yep." Yeah. And then I came down at seven thirty and and hit you with the ZMD King, as I always do. Yeah, that means Zoomy Daddy. Zoomy Daddy. Yeah. Uh, and ten minutes later, you decided to grace me with your presence. Yeah, your Highness. And Is it because I, I call you King all the time in our text messages? No, I like that. You have this like I like that. You have this larger than than life ego now because I'm constantly referring to you as King. Yeah, I think that it does it does build me up. But then then you knock me down with your poems. Maybe you won't be late anymore now. Yeah. And I'll get rid of those cats. Yeah. I did call them precious. <laughs> In the play, if I may say so, before we do our burns and leave. From Mario Three? Yes. Instead of a poem from Cat to the Joker, the Joker does a big thing where he makes her say that the moon is the sun and the sun is the moon. She's like, oh, that sun's pretty bright. That does sound bright. like something Joker would do. And he's like, no, that's not the sun, it's the moon. And she's like, uh, no, it's the sun. And he's like, no, it's the fucking moon. And she's like, okay. It's the moon. This sounds it's like an moon. argument my two-and-a-half-year-old son and I have a lot. He'll be drinking milk. Yeah. He'll be drinking milk and he'll be like, what kind of milk is this? Yeah. And we'll say, oat milk. And he'll say, no, it's soy milk. Like, no, okay. it's oat milk, and he's like, "No, yeah. it's soy milk." I was like, "Okay, it's so it's soy milk." My rule with that is, I will correct once, <laughs> and then when he r- doubles down, I will. I just say, "Okay, yeah." I guess you know better than I do. I fucking okay. bought it and can read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sure, I guess not. It's soy milk. I'm bothered, Jack. You said something a minute ago. Were you done? I was just gonna say that, like, I rereading this like in college i like you know it's like a problematic play in various ways but like in college i found all these ways to be like she's a fun character and she gives as good as she gets it's a little weird at the end when she like does this speech about obeying him but like rereading it i don't know if i've like maybe i read it too fast or something but it's just like it really kind of hit me wrong like there's some really fun lines in it but it's like 
it's kind of brutal. He just I like, don't think of it as one of he like Will Shakespeare's most popular and famous plays. He gaslights her until she eventually kind of submits. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like not that fun to watch the process this time around. Jack, yes, this isn't a podcast about films. No. It's not a podcast about plays. It's not a podcast about J.J. Abrams movies. No. It's not a podcast about Mario 3. It's a podcast about romance. Yes. And romance is horny. And you th- yeah. look at you, you're eyeing the clock. You're like, oh, I almost got out. But no, Jack, you didn't get out. No. Because we still have work to do. Okay. Two prude dudes. Okay. Two prude dudes. Prude dudes, yeah. Okay, so we find the sexy part and we make it less sexy. Yeah. Okay. There's a character we haven't even talked about yet called Miss Perky, played by Allison <laughs> Janney, who yeah. is the school count- counselor rules. who is writing yeah. in her spare time a romance novel. And Jack, I'm going to read you a passage from her romance novel now. And we're going to we're gonna take it from a hard R to a PG. Okay. Because that's our jobs. Yeah. We're two men who are... A, mortified by sex she like kind of phases out at the end of the movie i would say she phases out about uh, midway through a quarter into the movie but she's a super fun character who's like who appears to be writing a romance novel with only the sex parts yeah (laughs) like whenever someone comes in for guidance they like show her computer screen and she's just writing the sex part of and she'll like ask the kids for help Undulating with desire, Adrian removes her red. Crimson cape at the sight of Reginald stiff and... Judith! What's another word for engorged? I'll look it up. Yeah, it's not going to be a long passage. I've only got two sentences. Okay, yeah. Which we sort of caught in passing. But yeah, we don't know the name of the book she's writing. All we know is the name of the characters, which are Adrienne and Reginald. Yes. And the following kind of salient details. As his hand slid up her creamy white thighs. And that already okay. That's already too much. Um, do you want me to correct it or do you want to get to the end of it? Let me just read this first passage first. Okay. As his hand slides up her creamy white thighs, she could feel his huge member pulsating with desire. That None of that sits well with me. Yeah. Well, member could be a member of parliament. Could be. Why would why would a member of parliament be pulsating, pulsating with desire? And that's still too sexy. Tough, right. Uh, so as, as her hand... As his hand slides up her creamy white thighs. So, a hand sliding up thighs, bad. Yes. His hand could be sliding up something else. A slide? No, I think mostly slides you go down. and (laughs) You've apparently never taken a child to the playground. (laughs) Um, What does uh, your hand slide up? I guess it could slide up... uh, Strippers pole? Oh, 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 oh. Um, Tech deck. What's that? Tech deck is like one of those little skateboards. It's like a mini skateboard for your fingers. Okay. As his hand slid along a mini skateboard for your fingers. Tech, just say tech deck. Tech deck. People will get that. Okay. His head slid along the tech deck. Creamy white tech deck. And then so we need a member of something. The member of the tech deck enthusiast club pulsated with desire. Okay. 
Sure. Sentence two. Yes. Undulating with desire, Adrian removes her crimson cape at the sight of Reginald's stiff and engorged, swollen, turgid, tumescent, quivering member. Okay, that's a lot of adjectives. Do we have to fix every one of those? I think so. Well, no, not necessarily. If we can think of something else that could be described as stiff, engorged, swollen, turgid, tumescent, and quivering. Lightsaber? Honestly, Jack, you want to know the first thing that popped in my head? What? Metroid. Okay. One of the Metroid monsters from Metroid. Mother brain. Yeah. Okay. So Checks every box. Yeah, that's perfect. And so we'll just say mother brain for that, and let's have the start of the sentence. Undulating with desire, Adrian removes her crimson cape at the sight of Reginald's... Undulating with desire, Samus from Metroid... Removes, yeah. removes her, her helmet, power suit, her power suit at the at the site, site of, of Mother Brain. Mother Brain's stiff and engorged, swollen, yeah. turgid, tumescent, quivering mass. Yeah. Mass. That's great. Now here's my concern, Jack. Is the yeah. first part is about tech decks. The second part's about Metroid. Can we? Mm. I think that's fi- probably fine. Honestly, that's fine. It's sort of a coming-of-age story about a kid who's... In a tech deck. Doing a lot of tech deck and playing a lot of Metroid. Yeah. That seems That's fine. That's, I mean, That's it's essentially my story. That's beautiful. Alice and Jenny would love it. About time someone told my story. Yeah. yeah. It's about time someone told your story. And I'm glad it was J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Mario from Mario 3. Yes. John Goodman. And Jordan Gordon-Levitt. And Jordan Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> from Premium X-Men. Rush. <laughs> You gotta uh, burn. You gotta we burn. Gotta do burns very fast. Burns. I I pulled some burns from the um, novelization, the play playzilization. Okay, well I pulled mine from the filmatization. So should I do mine first? Uh, sure. Mike approaches the woman who is sexually interested in uh, William Shakespeare. Yeah. At her locker, and he sees a picture of William Shakespeare inside of her locker door. That is how committed she is to being sexually attracted to William Shakespeare. She at one point says they are involved, which feels like charging Tumblr, some Tumblr kid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he says to her, it's that classic picture from the, the folio. Yeah. Of William Shakespeare and his big, uh, his big pump. What do you call that? <clears throat> oh, rough. Rough in his big rough. Yeah. And he says, a Cool picture. What's that collar for? Is that to keep him from licking his stitches? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. She doesn't I like find that. it amusing. That's funny. Yeah. I've got a burn from the book. Okay. Uh, this is the dad, who in the movie is really funny. He's he is funny. really funny. He's just like exhausted. His wife there's is one point. There's one point where he's exercising. God, there's so many like weird like physical comedy bits in this movie. But yeah. like they also all sort of land. Yeah, the arrow in the butt and the bike stunt. <laughs> yeah, but one of the both, one of really the funny. physical comedy moments is the dad is working out on his deck, and Tech Dong deck. comes out and she's like, "I'm going to go to prom with this boy." Yeah, and he like in a moment of like, "What?" Yeah, like springs this like workout thing and it goes flying into like the neighbor's <laughs> lawn. And next to him on the deck is an open hot tub, and the whole scene I was like, "Why is that hot tub open?" Yeah. Like no one no one just like keeps a hot tub open. Yeah. 
And then at the end of the film, the neighbor throws the springy exercise thing back into the hot tub. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's why the hot tub. That's J.J. Abrams finally tying up a loose end. <laughs> <laughs> you finally did it, J.J. <laughs> I've got a burn from this book. Yeah. Um, this is the dad. It's right at the beginning. He says this to Gremio. Well, no, he says this to Petruchio and his friend. If either of you both love Katarina, because I know you well and love you well, leave shall you have to court her at your pleasure. And then Gremio says, to cart her, rather. She's too rough for me. <laughs> that's, that's good. And uh, I, the joke is that as you presumably know... She's like a cattle. A whipping of the cart's tail was a common punishment for bods and whores. Oh, okay. And the cart's tail is the hind part of a cart. Okay. Yeah, I probably could have figured that out, actually. <laughs> okay. Do you want another one? I um, Last week, two weeks ago, I, I was at Costco. Okay. Not by choice. I was compelled to go to Costco. Okay. And while there, I backed into someone. Okay. But they also backed into me. It was a no-fault accident. Yeah. We backed into one another. Yeah. With your cars, not your cars? With my car. My oh. car. God, you keep doing this. I know. <laughs> and it was minimal damage. Their their car wasn't damaged at all. And my yeah. car uh, has a little dent in the bumper and the back taillight broke. Oh, no. Yeah. And Miles keeps referring to the back taillight that broke as the back headlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And I keep having to tell him, like, no, there's a word for that. Yeah. It's actually taillight. Wow, he knows his parts, though. He's like, we could drive at home with back <laughs> With headlight. one back headlight. <laughs> and you're like, no, well, Miles, no. Well, Miles, well. no. Yeah. yeah, I just keep smashing cars. Please stop smashing cars. This is why I cars. lived in New York. I've got another one. Can't smash a car if you don't have a car. Petruchio is talking. That wasn't Petruchio before. It was like there are some other bros who were, who were, who were, who were trying to get with was it, what What's Bogey called in the play? They're all called like Gremio or Grumio. I can't remember. <laughs> um, this is Petruchio. He says to, um, when he first is introduced to the dad, he says this. J.J. Abrams has never been good at naming characters. Yeah. No, he's never. He's not good at it. Like, how unrealistic is the main character from Loss? His yeah. name. Jack Shepard? Come on. No one's called that. No one's called that. Um, here's what he says. And you, good sir. Pray, have you not a daughter called Katharina, fair and virtuous? And then the dad says, I have a daughter, sir, called Katharina. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's funny, right? Hell of a burn, Will. Yeah. Uh, I got a burn from this book as well, and then we'll, we'll leave. The TV video book? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's the same scene. But in the book, the movie book. Okay, yeah. How does it play out in this one? Jordan Gordon-Levitt says he's trying to find someone to date Katarina's cat so that he can date Bianca. Would any of you be interested in dating Katarina Stratford? And then this random guy who's not in the movie after that says, Maybe if we were the last two people alive and there were no sheep. (laughs) Are there sheep? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good scene where they pull together these like just completely random set of people yeah to see if any of them will date 
Katarina, but can I say another funny bur? It's not quite a bur. It's just another funny line that I liked. It's yeah. when they first, um, or when Jordan Gordon Levitt is trying to convince the Joker to date Cat so he can date Bianca, and like he's like learning. Jordan Gordon Levitt is learning about how obsessed they all are with Bianca, and he says, "What is it with this chick? She have beer flavored nipples." <laughs> What an odd thing. And he says it in a funny Australian accent. And then he explains later why he's Australian. Oh, right. Yeah. He is Australian because... He's like, I was Australian until I was 10. Yeah. And then he moved here to... That's why I have the sexy accent. Eat Cheetos and take care of his grandfather or something. We gotta go. Yeah, we're running way over. Yeah. We absolutely have to go. You know what else is on the soundtrack is a semi-sonic song called FNT, which is from their first album. There's so many good songs on the soundtrack. There was a song on the soundtrack that was so good that I had to go look it up. Was and it the Sister Hazel song? No, it was... Um, there's a Cardigan song that's good, and there's a Sister Hazel song that's pretty good. It was, it was a song called Wings of a Dove by a band called Madness. Oh, yeah, Madness. Yeah, that's and like I, a real ska band. Yeah. I heard it, and I was like... This is everything like Vampire Weekend wishes they were. Yeah, Madness, Madness is is that's like a real band. It was so good. I was like, I gotta look up Madness. That's not like some second wave shit. We've got to go, and we have to also leave. I'd like to thank you, Tanner, so very much for bearing with me. I'd like to thank the Baby Nation so very much for bearing with us. I would like to say that uh, you must uh, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. You must also uh, join our Facebook group. It's Baby Nation on Facebook. You can uh, support our show by going to bit.ly slash rattlesnakejake, and you can buy our merch at bit.ly slash merch. Please rate and review our show wherever you rate and review shows, and please subscribe if you're not subscribed, and tell a friend about the show. It's good. This week, I would like to tell you that we read a novel. The novel we read was, of course, called Mario 3. It's just called Mario 3. There's yeah. no subtitle. And all the world's a fucking stage, people. And it really kind That's of baked our noodles That's this from... week. Yeah, J.J. Abrams wrote that for Mario. Uh, next week, I don't know. Tanner and I have been talking about reading Outlander. I think we're gonna have to talk about it in like earnestness tomorrow. Oh no, you with the boat has sailed on that. The boat has sailed on it. Well, I would have needed the time to get through the book. What then. one other one other day? F- four other days. We didn't talk about that yesterday. We talked about that on Friday. Okay, fine. Well, then we're gonna be reading something else next week. I don't know what it is. Probably yeah, a book. Gonna, we're going to read a book. And it's going to have sex scenes because we're... Look at... Ugh. Yeah, we need to. What? Look I at am us. absolutely... Look like, at us. Completely flaccid. flaccid. Yeah. And have been for weeks because we can't find a dang romance book that has a steamy hot sex scene in it. All that remains is for me to say that this week I have, of course, been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name's Tanner Greenring. What? Get out of my face. I don't have one. I'm not doing it anymore. Okay. We're going to find a new outro, and we're not going to have you do it anymore. This has okay. been an almost entirely failed <laughs> 10 weeks of you being supposed to have an outro. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I never... I want to like do it. I won't I'm do gonna, it. Here's what I'm going to do if I can, and I'm going to hate myself for this when I'm editing this. I'm going to try to pull up the audio of when you first said you were going to do this. Yeah. And everyone can listen to what I said. I'm not going to do it. And that'll be our outro, is what I said. Do it. <laughs> you can't make me do it. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We might be childhood friends, and I might drive you around the bend. But I'm sure it's crazy kids will work it out in the end. I might kiss you on the lips, despite your love.
I want to. I want to. I have a, a proposal. Okay. I have a pitch for you. Okay. We are suffering. Okay. Endlessly. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have an outro for this show. Yes, true. I would like to take it upon myself mm-hmm. to scour these novels. Okay. To find a suitable outro for every episode. Okay. Rip from the text. Okay. And I might need to do a little editorializing just to make things make sense for podcasting. Okay. Um, but if, with your with your gracious permission, I would love to to do the outro this week. Okay, but I have a condition. Yeah. To make that run smoothly, and I feel like you're maybe incapable of this. Yeah. What needs to happen? No. What needs to happen is the following. At the end of the episode, I'm going to say, this week we read a novel. Then I'm going to say the novel. Then I'm going to say, next week, we're going to be reading a novel. And then I'm going to say the novel for next week. And then... In the silence that ensues, you need to say, I'm Tanner Greenring. Okay. And then I say, I'm Jack Shepard. And then you say the fucking outro. Can you do that? I guess we'll see. I kind of doubt it. (laughs) I guess we'll see. Beefy!